This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host and co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. This Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast, if you have maybe it's your first time ever stumbling on the show Let's Ride and you're like, man, when is this show on? Because yesterday it wasn't there. Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, 5 a.m. Eastern time is when Let's Ride is published. On Tuesdays, we have the Steelers Retro Show, which ran yesterday. I highly recommend you check that out with Tony Defio and Brian Anthony Davis. And then tomorrow, Thursday, will be Dave Schofield and the Steelers Stat Geek. That's our Monday through Friday AM lineup. And then on Saturday, we have a new morning show that will go out, and that will be none other than Steelers Touchdown Under. I, I really hate saying it that way because I, it should be said Touchdown Under because they're two Australian guys, two blokes from Down Under, and they are – followers of behind the steel curtain.com and they followed us on our YouTube channel and they've listened to our podcast and they, one of them even writes for the website on occasion and they decided to do a podcast. And so we're going to put that out there every Saturday. Actually, their first episode, which was their debut show was last Saturday. It was great. It was great. Really enjoyed it. And I think you will too. So check that out. You know, the other day I was on behind the steel curtain.com and just reading through comments and, and being a part of the community and doing the best I can to keep up with all that, as well as all the other things that myself and Dave Schofield, the other editor of the site have to do. And there was just a really strange amount of enthusiasm or let me, let me change that optimism about the Steelers fan base. I, I say that because typically 
at least on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, the vast majority of fans are extremely guarded. I don't want to say pessimistic. I don't want to say negative. I'll just use the terminology extremely guarded, meaning they don't want to go out and confess how great the Steelers can be because they don't want to be let down. And it's been a long time since the Steelers have won a game in the postseason. It's been a long time since they've been to a Super Bowl, Super Bowl 45 against Green Bay. Last playoff win was against the Kansas City Chiefs when they didn't even score an offensive touchdown. Chris Boswell did everything. It's been a long time. With that said, a lot of people are showing some optimism. They're showing it on their sleeve. They're saying, man, this team is going to be good. The defense is already elite. They could be even better with Steven Nelson having another year under his belt, Mika Fitzpatrick being back and and having a whole offseason with the, the team, and not to mention some of the additions. Like I look at Stefan Tuit as an addition because he missed almost all of last season, and he can be dominant. Um, you look at Alex Highsmith, who is really – showing to be a, a potential backup at that outside linebacker position, Devin Bush. I could go through the whole roster. You understand what I'm saying is that there's a lot of optimism there with the defense. Then you look on the offensive side and you look at 2019, the offense never scored 30 points in a game once. They averaged 18.8 games, 18.8 points per game. Just dismal. But Big Ben is back. Ben Roethlisberger returns after missing basically the entire season. And and, and, you know, surgically repaired elbow, we're not sure what he's going to but there's still a lot of optimism that's going to be markedly better, and we all think it will be, and we hope it will be. The one thing that I, I have to pump the brakes on, though, are when some people are saying, I'm smelling number seven getting us number seven. I, I am the most optimistic fan that you'll ever meet, probably. Uh, you can ask anyone that's been around me. You can ask my, my family, believe it or not, my father, my brother, uh, very big Steeler fans, Pittsburgh fans. We're all one of the same. We're cut from the same cloth. And they are very much, they call themselves realists. I call them pessimists. You know, with, with two minutes left in the game, you need a game-winning drive and touchdown. They're the ones that save up. It's over. I'm the guy that says, we've got this. That's just the difference between us. But when I hear people saying that this team could win a Super Bowl, I'm not disagreeing with that because absolutely this team can win a Super Bowl. But maybe, just maybe, the Steelers should, the Steelers fan base, let me preface it, the Steelers fan base should sit there and say, well, maybe we should focus on the AFC North first. And there's a lot of reasons why. I know there's an expanded playoff format in 2020, which should increase the Steelers' chances of getting into the postseason. But the focus going into 2020 should be solely on the AFC North. That's right, the Baltimore Ravens the Cleveland Browns, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, just to rehash last year, okay, uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens swept the Steelers. In week five, Steelers lose a heartbreaker in overtime. That was when, uh, that was a crazy game. Mason Rudolph gets knocked out. Uh, Earl Thomas with the high hit, and he's concussed, literally unconscious on the field. Devlin Hodges comes in, does a tremendous job. They look like they're going to... The, I don't think people forget about this, but in overtime of that game was when Mike Tomlin won the toss, did not take the football, and said, we want to kick it away. And the defense stood tall. The offense looked like they were getting ready to move down into Chris Boswell's range. Juju Smith-Schuster, Marlon Humphrey, fumble, game over. We all remember that. Uh, and then obviously in Week 17 last year, Robert Griffin III beat the Steelers with their backups. And that was embarrassing. In the rain at M&T Bank Stadium. Uh, the Steelers split with the Cleveland Browns. 
They beat the Browns at home later in the season. The first game was that Thursday night debacle. Miles Garrett, the swinging helmet, awful performance. Ugh. Don't even want to get into all that. And then the Steelers swept the Bengals last year. First win was on Monday Night Football. Second one was later in the season. Was not a blowout. If you, if you remember, it wasn't for Devin Bush's strip of Tyler Boyd down the sideline, which caused a fumble, which was recovered, I believe, by <clears throat> excuse me, Minka Fitzpatrick. That game was up for grabs. We'll put it that way. So the first segment today, I think it's appropriate that I, we just talk about how the Steelers, if they can win their division, my gosh, that would be a huge step in the right direction. It's not going to be easy, but it's doable. Now, let me also say this is a stat I use all the time, and I really hope I can continue to use this statistic all the time. Since realignment, and that started in the 2002 season, when the AFC North when the AFC Central morphed into the AFC North, the no team that calls the AFC North home has ever won the division three years in a row. Not once. Not in the Steelers when they were you know, dominating in the 2000s. Not the Ravens when they had their glory years with you know Ray Lewis there and Ed Reed. Not even the Bengals with Carson Palmer and TJ Hushmanzada and Chad Johnson when they were winning some division titles. Well, we know the Browns. The Browns are not going to say anything about that yet but no one's ever won it three years in a row and so the ravens have won it the last two years they have a chance to make history when it comes to the afc north but can the steelers actually unseat the ravens can they actually stand tall stand toe-to-toe with the team that led the nfl in rushing by a wide margin that has the nfl's mvp and lamar jackson at quarterback a really young and talented defense, a team that is just so anti-modern-day NFL, it's really, sometimes it's difficult to watch. They run in unique ways, but they run and they run and they run. We know that the Pittsburgh Steelers, if there's an Achilles heel to this defense, it's that sometimes they're susceptible against the run. So let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. You have to start there. The Pittsburgh Steelers and Baltimore Ravens, in my opinion, they match up well against each other. This is a chess match for the ages between the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator for both teams trying to figure out what are they going to do? How are they going to be able to beat the other team in terms of matchups? How are they going to put their players in a position to win? Lamar Jackson is a very difficult quarterback to defend, but the Steelers... A lot of people, not me, I agree, but not me, said that the Steelers were the ones that delivered the blueprint to slow down and stop Lamar Jackson last last year in week five. And that was you need to hit him every single play. If they run the read option, that is technically a runner, and therefore they can be hit. They can be hit a little late. They can be hit, you know, he is giving up all of his quarterback protection, so to speak, when he d- deems himself to be a runner. That's what the Steelers did. And honestly, the Steelers had the pass rush. They had the edge rushers to do just that. The one thing about Lamar Jackson that scares me the most is that he's such a freakish athlete. That, And he actually reminds me, oh, I was going to say Michael Vick. I can see a little Michael Vick. He reminds me a lot of Cordell Stewart. Now, Cordell Stewart, when he used his legs, was dynamic. And then they tried to just get that out of him. And they wanted him to throw, and he wasn't the best thrower. And I don't think Lamar Jackson is the best thrower. 
And Cordell Stewart threw some great passes in his career. He also threw some really bad ones, and that's Lamar Jackson. Go back to week five last year and watch the interception he threw Mike Hilton, Lamar Jackson. And that'll tell you all you need to know. But Lamar Jackson is a really tough player to defend. So you have to be so disciplined. If things break down, you give him a glimmer of daylight, and he's breaking off a 20-plus yard run, and there's a good chance he's making some people look mighty foolish in the process. TJ Watt probably remembers his stiff arm last year that Lamar Jackson delivered that uh, probably was quite embarrassing, not fun to watch on film. But yet again, that's something that Lamar Jackson can do. However, this defense, the Steelers defense, is almost built to stop a player like Lamar Jackson. They're athletic, they're fast, they move sideline to sideline very well. Will they miss that Javon Hargrave nose tackle type that's going to help really be that base nose tackle? I don't know. Is Tyson Alualu able to do that? Not sure. Dan McCullers, I doubt it. Dan McCullers just doesn't move well enough. We'll see. But what about the Steelers' offense going against that Ravens' defense which with a secondary that is still really, really good with Marcus Peters, and I mentioned Marlon Humphrey earlier. Now, Earl Thomas is gone, uh, you know, because of his preseason training camp fiasco on the field with uh, the other safety Clark and threw his helmet and they got into a fight and he was, he's been released has yet to find a new home as of the recording of this podcast. But I think that with Roethlisberger under center, what the Ravens did last year is they clouded, they crowded the line of scrimmage. They basically said Mason Rudolph, Devlin Hodges, doesn't matter who you are. We are going to dare you to throw the ball over our heads. We dare you to do it. And they couldn't do it. Could not do it. But Ben Roethlisberger under center, Regardless of who's at running back, regardless of how they've been running the ball, there's always the threat for them to go deep. And because of that, and then you throw in additions like a Chase Claypool, you throw in an addition like an Eric Ebron, and all of a sudden, now you have to respect that pass a heck of a lot more than you did in 2019. These two matchups are going to be gigantic. They are going to be huge. I, and I, there's that might sound a little over the top, but at the same time, I think that it's 100% accurate. I think the Steelers split with the Ravens this year. I'll say home and home. Steelers will win at Heinz Field. Ravens will win at M&T Bank. That, I think that's pretty much par for the course between these two teams. So the Ravens. Ah, gosh, those are going to be some good games this year. And, and if you're if you're like me, you look forward to those games. And it's not because I live in Maryland and I'm surrounded by purple and black all the time. There's, there's, there's a fair share of Steeler fans here too, by the way, but still it's because those are just great football games. Very rarely are they blowouts. They typically come down to the last second. I love that type of football. I'm going to say that the Steelers and Ravens split in 2020. What about those pesky Browns? I never know what to think about the Browns. Um, well, I know what to think about the Browns, but at the same time, it's the same story every year. Seemingly, it's the preseason favorites, the darlings of the AFC, the, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry. They, they, they make some free agent moves. Miles Garrett gets a monster contract. I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, you have they already have injuries on the defensive side. I know uh, Greedy Williams is hurt. The starting safety as a. He has an injury. They, um, it, it's just, it's Cleveland. <laughs> I keep on telling myself that it's Cleveland. They're trading, they're changing coaches every season. What in the world to make of the Cleveland Browns? I don't know, but I'll tell you what the Cleveland Browns did last year, and they probably might regret it this year. 
they woke the Steelers up to that rivalry. I think that going into 2019, the Browns still viewed the Steelers as number one. These are the guys. And it's been polled multiple times here at SB Nation. They did it. Every single team in the AFC North finds the Steelers to be their biggest rival. Ravens said it. Bengals said it. Browns said it. The Steelers are the team. So it wasn't like the Bengals said it was the Cleveland Browns because it was the, the Battle of Ohio. No, no. The Steelers. Everyone hates the Steelers. But the Steelers don't necessarily hate everyone else in the division equally. We know that there's hatred towards the Ravens, but what about the Browns? Up until last year, it's kind of like your, you know, your little brother. Get out of here. You know, you, you mess around with them, and then eventually the little brother gets big enough and does something that really makes you mad, and then that little brother really wishes that they didn't just do that. I'm a little brother. I have one sibling, an older brother. He's three years older than me. I can attest to what this is like. You eventually get to the point where you poke the bear enough and then you wake the bear up and you're thinking, oh man, why do we do that? I think that's what happened in 2019. Everything that happened from the Miles Garrett helmet incident to the accusations of the racial slur, you name it, the Steelers are going to be up for those games. If there was a time when they were down for them and just viewed it as another W on the schedule, Not anymore. They're going to take them serious. They're going to understand what's on the line, and they're going to understand that the Browns, they're going to make a statement. The Browns are not anywhere near in that echelon with the Steelers. Therefore, I think the Steelers actually sweep the Browns this year. Yeah, I said it. A lot of people think they're going to split. I don't think so. I think the Steelers are going to make a statement against the Browns. Baker Mayfield, I'm still not sold on him. I do like their running backs. Kareem Hunt and Nicholas Chubb, I think they're both tremendous. Austin Hooper, the new tight end, is good, but I still don't trust the quarterback. And if you don't trust the quarterback in the NFL, if you don't have a quarterback in the NFL, you have nothing. So there you go. I think the Steelers sweep the Browns this year. And then what about those Bengals? The Bengals that earned the top pick in the 2020 draft, the number one overall pick, and they drafted none other than Joe Burrow from the LSU Tigers, the National champion, Heisman Trophy winner, you name it. He had that accolade attached to his name after his senior season, which was remarkable. But here you have Joe Burrow coming into Cincinnati. On the day that this is recorded, Joe Mixon just got a brand new deal, an extension. A.J. Green's playing under the franchise tag, but he's seemingly always hurt. Tyler Boyd's a good receiver. It's not that the Bengals don't have some talent because they do, but at the same time, like Trey Waynes, a guy that they picked up off in free agency, paid big money, cornerback, formerly of Michigan State and, and Minnesota Vikings, torn pectoral, going to miss a majority of the season. These type of things happen in Cincinnati, but here's what it all comes down to. It's exactly what I just said about Baker Mayfield. I don't trust Baker Mayfield. How in the world am I going to say that I trust a rookie quarterback Not that rookies in the NFL haven't had success, because they have. I understand that. But how in the world am I going to say that I have trust in a Joe Burrow as a rookie with zero physical reps and snaps in an NFL professional contest? I'm not even talking about regular season. I'm talking about the fact that this kid has not even played in a preseason game and won't. The first time he takes an NFL snap against another team will be in week one, I believe against the Los Los Angeles Chargers. I might be wrong there, but I think that's who they start off with. That's the first time when the games count, he's going to take a snap under center. Think about that. Just think about that for a second. And then if you think about, okay, 
super talented rookie quarterback. Everyone thinks about if you're like me, I think about one player. I think about when Ben Roethlisberger was a rookie. Well, what did he have around him? A really solid defense and a great running game. I'm not sure that the Bengals have either of those. And because of that, I see the Steelers actually sweeping the Cincinnati Bengals this year and winning both of those. And then the Bengals haven't beaten the Steelers in a while. And I think the Bengals are actually heading in the right direction, but I don't think this is their year. I don't think this is their year at all. And I think Joe Burrow is going to struggle because you're, you're just not going to be able to do the things that you did in college in the National Football League. If you watched the National Championship game last year against Clemson, there were times where plays broke down and he made he had some runs. And it's not that he won't be able to do that, but when you have defenders in the NFL that are faster than wide receivers at college, those holes, those gaps, so to speak, well, they close up pretty quick. Joe Burrow is going to find that out real quick when he gets to the National Football League. Maybe you differ. Maybe you're someone that's sitting there listening to this podcast thinking, I don't think the Steelers are going to do that well in the AFC North. If they can do what I said they're going to do, and that's finish 5-1 and one in the AFC North, they are going to be sitting pretty to win the division. Because let's not forget that the Steelers and the Ravens have one, two of the weakest schedules based off of the 2019 win-loss totals of the teams they're playing in the National Football League. So keep that in mind. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. You know what? After this break, decided to go to Twitter, have a little Q&A. We'll answer some of those questions right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Steeler fans. Jeff Hartman here. We're back with segment two for... Let's ride, and we're answering some Twitter questions. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can. My Twitter handle is jhartman underscore P-I-T. That's J-H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T, Pittsburgh. You can follow me on Twitter, and every now and then, probably every other week, I'll put out a tweet that just says, hey, looking for some questions. If you all have some Steeler questions, leave them below. And, uh, you know, we tweeted out some stuff, and here we go. Uh, one Maddie, one of the Australian gentlemen from the touchdown down touchdown under podcast. He had a couple questions. I mean, some of these people, I mean, Maddie and a couple others, Logan DiLorenzo, my gosh, it's like they, they felt they could just ask 15,000 questions in one tweet. I, I, I'm, I'm, I digress. I'm kidding. They did ask a lot of questions. We're going to answer them all. So here, here's Maddie's questions. He said, how many games will Chooks a core for start in 2020? I'm going to say 
that Chooks Okorafor will start two because I don't think he's going to win the job. I think Zach Banner is going to win the job. And the question will be if, if maybe he or Alejandro Villanueva gets hurt, Chooks will be the one that steps in. So I'm going to say two starts. Next question from Maddie: over or under on touchdowns to be scored by Dion Kane. Uh, this is going to sound crazy. I'm going to say zero. I think Dion Kane might have a role. I think Dion Kane plays mainly on special teams, but I just don't think he hits uh, pay dirt unless it's a long touchdown pass. I don't think he's going to be in on the red zone unless there's an injury. So Max, I'll say if we're doing over under on touchdowns, I would set it at one and a half and I would still take the under. Next question from Maddie: Can Isaiah Bugs take the next step and show that he can be the future at defensive tackle or in the three-four defensive end? I really hope so. Isaiah Bugs, believe it or not, had a ton of sacks in Alabama. He's kind of a, in a way, Javon Hargrave was the same way when he came out of South Carolina State. He was like a slashing defensive lineman. His moves were best to penetrate the defensive line. Sadly, that's not what the Steelers always want their defensive linemen to do. Sometimes they literally want them to just take up blockers and allow the people behind them to flow. We'll see if Isaiah Bugs can make that next step. I have not heard much from him so far in training camp. We shall see. I do think he'll improve if he can be a part of the rotation. They did bring in Chris Wormley, so that could hurt his chances. So you got to figure out, okay, who's going to be active, who's not going to be active on game day. We'll see. Last question here, likelihood of Zach Gentry making the squad or the practice squad again, especially after the recent training training camp report. I actually think Zach Gentry, this is something I'm going to, on Friday, I'll say it now, Dave Schofield is going to join me on this show, and we are going to do our roster predictions because on Saturday is when the Steelers have to make their cutdowns by 4 p.m. on Saturday. And so we're actually going to go through, I think this is going to be one of the changes on my last prediction that we did when we started, the Steelers started padded practice. I had Gentry not making the team. I think he makes the team. I think they're going to keep three tight ends. I think he makes the team. I just don't think he plays that much, but I think he does make the team. And therefore we don't have to worry about um, any potential practice squad eligibility, et cetera which he's still practice squad eligible. Logan DiLorenzo, longtime fan of the show. And thank you, Maddie, for those questions, by the way. Logan asks, does Chase Claypool have a chance to have a better rookie year than Juju Smith-Schuster? That is a difficult question because if you remember Juju's rookie year, he almost had 1,000 yards receiving. He probably would have if he didn't get suspended. Uh, that was the game where obviously he laid out Vontez Perfect and got a one-game suspension. I don't think he'll have the yardage, but I think that he absolutely will be able to have uh, the touchdowns. I have those numbers here. Let me find them. Uh, here we go. Juju's rookie year in 2017. He played 14 games. He had 58 receptions, 917 yards receiving. The long was a 97 yard touchdown. I think that was against Detroit. He had seven touchdowns. I don't think that Chase Claypool is going to be able to get 900 yards receiving. I would say uh, over under, we'll put it at 650. I might just go a little bit north of that. I will say that he will challenge those touchdowns at seven. I think he's going to be a red zone fool, which is a good thing. All right, next question. Statistically, this is from Logan still. Statistically, what's a good year for Big Ben coming off his elbow surgery? I want to see Roethlisberger not necessarily go the Peyton Manning route of when Peyton Manning came back from his neck surgery and he couldn't throw the ball as well. I'm talking about I want to see Roethlisberger come back in the Peyton Manning where he realize that he doesn't have to do it all on his own. That if he can come out and be a field general and not necessarily a gunslinger and put his team in the best 
possible chance to win every single time they step on the field. Meaning if the defense is dictating that we run the football, we run the football. If they're dictating that we throw it, we throw it, but don't force it one way or the other. I would love to see Roethlisberger throw for over three, let's say uh, 3,500 yards. Um, let's say 25 to 30 touchdowns. And I'd love to see him hovering or just around 10 interceptions. So he's, he's putting up touchdowns. He's not turning the ball over. He's not putting up gaudy numbers, but good enough numbers. That's what I would love to see from Roethlisberger coming off his elbow surgery. Would I complain if he throws for 5,000 yards and has a ton of touchdowns, but he might have a lot of interceptions. I just can't stand interceptions. I can't stand turnovers. I've never liked him. And he says, last but certainly not least, what linebacker not named Bush or Williams plays the most naps in 2020? I'm going to say Ulysses Gilbert III. Unless something happens, for instance, Marcus Allen suddenly shocks everyone and becomes that inside linebacker hybrid Mark Barron type player, um, I think that it's Ulysses Gilbert III's job to lose. And I think that he's going to be their best depth player, and he's also going to be used more than people think. I think the Steelers love to have that athleticism out there, and he provides plenty of it. I will say Ulysses Gilbert III when it comes to your question. And so thank you, Logan, for those questions. Really appreciate that. The next question comes from Lazy J. Lazy J uh, actually only asked one question. So in terms of the other two guys, he's really slacking here. No, I'm just joking, Lazy J. Uh, and he says, with Andy Reid getting a new contract uh, and becoming one of the highest paid coaches, what would Tomlin have to do for the Steelers to pay him like some of the other coaches? He has never had a losing season, i.e. Sean Payton, Shanahan, Gruden, Carroll, McVay, etc. When I think about this, first and foremost, Mike Tomlin, I, I, I don't know if people realize like, he's been here now since 2007. And he's only one year away from, I think, tying Bill Cower for his tenure with the team. He might be at the end of his rope. He might say, you know, I, I love this job still, but I don't know how long I want to do it. He might be saying, I got, I, I'm, he, he has said publicly they're going to take it year, year by year. And that's the same with Kevin Colbert. And both of those guys, you know, Mike Tomlin's kids are getting into the college age. His son plays football in the University of Maryland. And there might come a time where he's he wants to be there for that instead of being always with the Steelers. I, I don't know. We don't know what goes on with these negotiations. Um, does Tomlin deserve it? Absolutely. Does he need to get into the playoffs? Absolutely. Does he need to win a playoff game? You bet he does. If he does all those things, shoot, wins another Super Bowl, the Steelers will be rolling out the red carpet for him. Because remember, coaches' salaries don't impact the salary cap. You can pay a coach whatever you feel he's worth. But I do think that the Steelers are wanting to see success right away. They want to see a playoff berth. They want to see a playoff victory. They want to get close to or to the dance again. The Steelers are a proud organization. And Art Rooney II is a proud owner. And he doesn't, he's not going to tolerate a bunch of mediocrity. And that hasn't been Tomlin's MO, believe it or not. Yeah, he hasn't had a losing season, but it, eight and eights are, are not the norm necessarily with Tomlin teams. So I do think he deserves to get paid more, but we'll see because, like I said, there are some other factors involved with that. So thank you all for those questions. It was really helpful, really helpful. And again, you can follow me on Twitter at jhartman underscore pit. Follow me on Twitter, and uh, we'll definitely chat it up about the Steelers. In the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you check back on Friday 
where I'm going to be joined with Dave Schofield talking about our predictions. It's going to be fun. We're going to break down offense and defense, maybe who we agree with, who we disagree with. Should be a lot of fun because Saturday they cut down from 80 to 53, and then all next week it's preparing for week one. Gosh, it just seems like it's incredible. We're here, folks. We're almost here. Almost there. Fingers crossed. Make sure you, wherever you're listening, you follow us. If you're listening on iTunes, give us a good comment. Give us a five-star rating. We appreciate it. If you do give us a good comment, I will read it live on the Steelers preview every Thursday night, live on our YouTube channel. But wherever you listen, Pandora, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, Anchor, whatever, follow us. Don't miss a thing. We really appreciate it. In the meantime, make sure BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, stay safe, be kind, God bless. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.